Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Live from the headquarters of Archery Unfiltered Broadcasting, from my freezing cold basement, it's the Archery Unfiltered Podcast, where excuses are dumb, target archery is king, and the 300 in competition has taken the place as the status symbol of choice. I am your host, Wendell Souza, and we are talking target archery. How you guys doing today? A little, little fun little fun intro I kicked in there for you guys. I thought I'd mix it up for you guys, you know. Well, my fuckos, how are we all doing, huh? It is uh, the holiday part of December. It's uh, I imagine a lot of you guys are busy. I am no different. Um, I just put in like a 12-hour day at work yesterday and worked a little bit of overtime today. Just... Uh, you know, trying to get shit finished at work and, you know, make a little bit of money and take care of the family, you know. So I hope you guys are doing good. I hope everyone's doing the same. I hope you guys are getting practice in there. You guys practicing? How's the league going? You guys putting some 300s down? How about uh, some personal best? If you don't put 300 down, I'll settle for your personal best. All right? Um, Man. It's been a a fun week. Uh, you know, practice is it's been interesting. Um I built a bunch and I mean a bunch of triple X's. I think I found a formula that's working out pretty well. Uh you know, my buddy Jim would call it a honeymoon phase or new shit syndrome or whatever you want to call it. Uh I think it's it's a pretty good system that I found. Um, it's nothing different, nothing wildly different than what I've been telling you guys. It is a three fletch, triple X, one fifty grain point. That's all. Um, I've been experimenting with silent night veins, the SK three hundreds. They're kind of small. They're similar to an AAE Stealth Pro. I guess is like one of the closest things you could compare it to. Um, they're on the small side for an indoor vein. Um, one of the things that like really intrigued me about these was that Chris Schaff shot these on like his 27s. He shot them on his gold tip nine threes. He's shooting them on his 27 12s. Now he shoots them on his hunting arrows. It's, it's, it looks like a court, you know, I mean, granted he's an amazing phenomenal god level shooter but it looks like that is a very capable vein and um i wanted to give three fletch a try again because i've been on this kick of trying to reduce weight on the back end of the arrow and if you can get it done with three why not you know you might lose a little bit of that steering or correction or whatever it might be on the back 
but let's see like I wanted to test it and see how much of it do I need so um as of right now things are looking pretty good I'm not I mean three fletch versus four fletch it might look like um four fletch might be worth an x or two more at this point um but I'm not 100% uh, I fletched up 10 arrows and I am shooting a 10 spot for my practice in the morning. And I don't recommend this for everybody. I'm doing it solely because I get about an hour of free time in the morning before I go to work. And so I want to get the highest level or I'm sorry, the highest volume of arrows in possible. And back when I used to shoot, you know, after work at a lonely archery, um, and I used to just pound targets for, you know, four hours, I would put two, three spots up and shoot six arrows at a time because it was volume. I just wanted to get volume in, you know what I mean? Um, but 10 spot is a little different. And one of the things I'm noticing is because I have so many spots to shoot, I find myself kind of rushing through and not really giving each shot its time because I have so many spots. It's kind of like, I'm not putting as much importance on them. It's a strange thing. I, I, I can't quite explain it. I'm going to try to slow it down tomorrow. Maybe I'll put some music on or or something to kind of just slow the pace of everything down a little. And we'll just see how it goes. Um, with that being said, it's a great... Uh, what I like about the 10 spot, it's a great way to practice your endurance. You know? And, you know, the the thing that I'm really focusing on right now is breaking shots with my pin in the dead center. And that's not to say, you know, you know, maybe setup was less than desirable, maybe execution was less than desirable. Regardless, the one thing that I'm really practicing is breaking that shot in the middle. So yeah, I don't know if you guys have listened to the uh, Rudecast Archery podcast, but man... That boy Rudy is getting funnier every day. The dude is like a, like a fine a fine wine, I guess. Or a, some kind of stinky cheese, I suppose. But he is he's just funny. And we kind of talked about one of my recent um, podcast episodes where I kind of crapped on the industry for not innovating. And he kind of corrected me. And, you know, kind of put me in my place and... He's 100% right. Like, that new Matthews bow, the new Matthews hunting bow, pretty sick. And it, it's got features. It's basically a V3 with a bunch of cool features. Um, it's kind of dope. I don't know if you guys saw the, the new Hoyt. It looks sick. The new hunting Hoyt. Uh, I got to preface, these are all hunting bows that have all these cool features. But it looks cool. And Hoyt, what they did was they created a new riser. Um and I think the thing that grabs people more than anything is the new riser. Uh, it's one of the main pluses about PSE. PSE cranks out different risers. I mean, the riser is only one aspect of the, the bow, right? You got the cam, the module, profile, whatever is going to change the feel. The limb geometry is going to change the feel. Whether or not it has three strings or 20, you know, is it's all going to kind of play into it. But... It's one thing that I really like about PSE is PSE has 
a million fucking risers. Like they just crank out different risers. They don't play. Um, and you know, the outcome of that is you get some, some of those that, you know, they throw it at the wall and some of those stick. And there's also a bunch of people, you know, sometimes different risers speak to other people for whatever reason. I don't know. It's cool stuff. Um, other cool shit. Chris Perkins release got dropped. And if you guys listened to this podcast months ago, uh, months ago, Alex Mueller talked about this. He said Chris Perkins is shooting a release that a prototype that will be released someday. And if you guys saw it, it's like an HT. It's got kind of like a goat head on it. It's a hinge. It's got an adjustable neck length, which you know, I'm sure they're going to tell us that we absolutely need it for one reason or another. I don't think I'll be buying this release. I have an HT Pro that I really like. Um, but, you know, it's cool. It looks damn cool. I'll, I'll give them that. That release looks freaking dope. New Hamskia. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Ham, Hamskia. Um, Drop Away got released today, which is also kind of cool. It can bolt up to your rail on the back of your Matthews. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I'm still considering. I might even throw a blade on this thing and see what a blade does. But as of right now, the dropway is treating me very well. Um, I don't know if, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know yet. Uh, I still got some stuff to work out. I'm shooting all these, you know, crazy practice routines and not exactly sure if my routine is sound yet or not. But anyway. Enough of all that. Uh, yeah, new stuff's getting released in archery. What do you know? Wendell was wrong. And that's one thing that you guys can count on me saying on this podcast. When I am wrong, I'll own it. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, in science, uh, science is always kind of like evolving, you know? Like, uh, don't eat the egg yolks. Too much cholesterol. Now nah, nah, just eat the egg whites. Now nah, don't eat the egg whites. Just eat the egg yolks. Now nah, just eat the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's always evolving. And that's how I'm going to be with this show because I'm going to never tell you guys that one way is the way. Especially in archery. Anyone that says one way is the way is... Mm, they're selling you stuff, sir. It's probably 3D printed. But anyway. Onward... What else do we got? So, yeah, Rudy's, uh, you know, I admit, I've been acting like a bit of a smacked ass lately, and Rudy came and corrected me. I think think that was definitely needed. And, you know, Rudy's got good stuff to say. He's a smart guy. Um, Let's see. Questions right now. Oh, here's something I wanted to tell you. I still see a lot of people saying, like, man, got to get my X count up. Got to get my X count up. And I get it. You know, I understand. X count, what I realized the other day when I was shooting, X count is the indicator of good shots. Tens are less than good, but they're acceptable. means you started to lose control, but you didn't fully lose control. Nines, you didn't have control, you know? So, when people say I got to raise my X count, what they're really saying is I got to increase my good shots. And I am all for that. I was kind of, when I hear that for Vegas, I'm like, man, I'll shoot. If I can shoot a 900 0X, I'm all in. 
You know what I mean? Fuck it. But um, I realize a 900X would be probably really bad for your heart rate. You probably feel pretty bad after every single. Just a 300X, that's a wild that's a wild game. There's going to be some edgy ones there. Um, but I was trying to tell people that I try I try not to harp too hard on X's because um, trying too hard for X's can lead to nines, can lead to over-aiming. One thing I am trying to do is eliminate bad shots. I did say I am trying to practice aiming and breaking shots in the middle, middle. But I'm not trying to overdo it. You know what I mean? There's like a fine line there where you don't want to like, you don't want to get punchy or what's the word? Target panicky or whatever. You know? You just I'm trying to practice aiming. It seems like the the Jeff Jenkins Alan Burnetta don't stop aiming thing is is really right there. It did no mantra needed. You know, get the pin in the middle, hold it there. Start to work that release, but don't stop holding it there. Um, let's see what other things I'm, I've, I've been comparing SK three hundreds to the TAC three seventy fives. The difference is pretty strange. Um, they almost weigh the same, right? The SK three hundred is a shorter vein, so it has a little less. I mean, shorter front to back. It's a shorter front to back vein, has a little less drag, so it's a little faster as it seems coming out of the bow. But still has enough surface area to steer. So I'm doing the, uh, you know, I'm kind of following what my idols do here. I mean, the the people that shoot SK300s are Kevin Wilkie and Chris Schaff. And they do that on their 27th. Schaff only uses three. Wilkie uses four. So, you know, if you decide to go down that route, do what you will. But uh, I'm giving FFPs a try flex fletch veins right now it's the silent nights but uh we'll see we'll see what that results in uh my buddy jim's saying you know that i'm just in a honeymoon phase with these and that it will wear off soon but i don't know I, i'm feeling sold i feel like the sk300 is enough fain to get it done now that we'll see we'll see if i don't end up cutting these off and putting like a 400 on or something like that um so I had a caller, <laughs> caller. I got a message from a gentleman who was talking about Aerospine, and he was saying that he found that Aerospine really played into indoor. And I would like to respectfully disagree. Uh, he was talking about, I believe, his 23s or 26s that shot better than his 27s. And... Let me see. Well, give me one second. I'll see if I can pull this up. All right. Um, so there is something to this. And, and, you know, I asked Rudy what he thought about this. And this gentleman's pretty smart because he kind of figured it out already. He, you know, before he said that he's got a short draw length like myself. He said, what was my reason for going to a super stiff GTX, uh, GT triple X? Cut super short with a little tip weight. Every time I've tried that, I get bad knock left tear that cleans back up if I go to a heavier tip. So my main reason for doing that was for speed. The light light point weight is for speed. Um, when you got a baby draw length, 
your speed is going to suffer greatly. It's going to be our main disadvantage for field. It's going to be if you're a 3D shooter, it's going to be your disadvantage there too. Um, it's why I take a liking to 23s because they are much faster. But he said, I have a theory that a correctly spined arrow is more forgiving if your form is less than perfect. But I've pro- been proven wrong before. I also believe the fatter shaft, the more unforgiving they are. My 23s are super forgiving, where my 26s will punish me if I can, if I get weak on the shot and my release arm isn't in line with the arrow. I'm a mid-290 shooter with typically 10x count, 10 plus x count. But I shoot hunter class, 12-inch stabilizer, no lens. Last night I shot a 294 12X. Dude, that is really good for bow hunter. All right, 294 12X. <laughs> I don't know if you want to take advice from me because I couldn't do that. I'll, I'll be the first guy to tell you that I couldn't do that. Um, but here's the thing. I, I think you get better results with a 23 is because it's a faster arrow. Um. I truly think that the 27 with a decent vein will do it. And, you know, I would try... I think one of the things you have to do is just tune your bow for a bullet hole. And if you can't, I don't think it's the end of, you know, the end of the world. I think uh, if you can get away with a left tear, it's fine. Uh, I know Austin Watts will shoot a left tear right into everyone's butt and shoot 30x games if you know if he's on if he's feeling it he's going to shoot a 28x 30x game so you can get away with a left tear it's not the end all be all but i would try to go for a bullet hole or something close um a light point it's not again it's not the there is no one way to do things um you know start with 150 grain point if you don't like it Add 50 grain weights to it and see what happens. I think 150 with a good vein fletched in the right direction will pretty much get you there. And as long as you can get your rest, avoid you know vein contact, it'll get you there. Um, at this range, at 20 yards, I don't believe in that that we're tr- the goal is to spine an arrow. I don't think in 20 yards you can even. I mean, the whole, what's the whole point of spine, right? Spine is so that the arrow can correct itself. It, the arrow wiggles on a plane or on an axis or something. I'm sure Alex Mueller is like rolling over in his grave if he's listening to this. He's rolling his eyes hard. But the, the arrow's bending on a plane, and uh, that bend, maybe the veins are catching air and causing it to turn a little more, you know, I do know with bare bow guys, spine is going to dictate where that arrow is going to want to go like naturally out of the bow. Like left or right, you cut the arrow down to bring your 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 point on or whatever in line. But with compound, we can tune the bow. So that's less of an issue. And And pretty much everywhere, every arrow manufacturer will tell you you can shoot a stiffer arrow than what's indicated on the chart. You know, so I think if your bow is tuned properly, that's it. You're just trying to punch a dart into 20 yards. You're trying to shoot a laser beam into a hole at 20 yards. It doesn't have to wiggle. Even if it did wiggle, if you had a properly spined arrow, do you think it has enough time to correct in 20 yards? Maybe it does. Maybe it does. I don't think it does. 
I think the proper spine is what you need out for like 80 yards or, you know, for that real graceful flight out there. So, yeah, that was, you know, that was a cool question. Um, I think when you look at other pros, they're shooting overly stiff arrows. I mean, even guys that are shooting the 23 diameters, the Easton 23s, they're shooting like 23 18s. What does that tell you? It tells you that it's not, it's really not, they're not trying to spine this arrow. They're just trying to get that thing to blast out there in a straight line. So, give it a try. Tell me what you guys think. Um, if you have the ability, I would urge you to try to try this as a starting point. Just cut cut the arrow an inch from your blade. Start with a 150 grain point. Put a badass vein on it, not too heavy, right? Um, put your favorite knock on it and just get hammering. Um, that that triple X man, it gets the job done. I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you it's going to shoot for you. <laughs> it's not a miracle arrow. You know, it's not making me lose feeling in my legs. But it'll get the job done. There's there's nothing that arrow's lacking. And right now, it's it's my best shooting arrow. Like, without bullshitting you guys, I'll tell you exactly what my top two shooting 27s are. Right now, it's a triple X with Silent Night 300s. 150 grain point. Second place is a Super Drive 27. Cut to 30 inches four fletch with 180 grain point on it so there you have it those are the two the only difference between those two is one is slower all right and that one is second place so hopefully that helps you guys figure some stuff out um i had another cool uh question from a listener they were saying hey dude we're bow hunters tell us about grip and how important grip is um Grip is, <laughs> I kind of went into this on the last episode, last filler episode I did where I was talking about how important getting grip, you know, you're getting your grip consistent is. Um, one thing I did was I wrapped lizard skin. It's like a, a bicycle handlebar tape around my grip that helps. My coach, Amy, used to say that, you know, when you're putting your... You got your release on and you got your hand on your grip and you're about to pull back. What he does is he kind of shimmies his hand to the as high as it will go in that grip so that the top of it, you know, your bow kind of swoops back where the grip starts to swoop back. He buries his hand into that part. And he would say, I do that every single time. If you can't go any further, you know, you're in that spot. You know, you're in the sweet spot. You, so that was his deal. Bury your hand into the top of the grip. For me, it's... I don't like doing that so much because I find it makes me torque the bow a little bit and that can affect all kinds of stuff downrange. I mean, if you if you torque the bow consistently, it doesn't matter because I've done it. That This bow that I'm shooting right now is the first bow that I've been able to shoot a bear shaft right down the middle and it's because the way I set this bow up doesn't torque. And you're thinking, Wendell, how'd you do that? Well, I put a big grip on it. I put the rubber grip on it that it came with from Matthews, and then I wrapped tape over that. 
that really wide grip actually helps me not torque the bow. And then I swing my back bar out a little bit to kind of correct any torque I would put into it. Um, so your grip is, it is important. Like when you tear, when you do like a left tear through paper, some of that is your, you know, granted, I, I don't see what your shooting form looks like. But if your shooting form is good, a lot of that is in your grip. It's in your bow hand. And it's it's pressure. If you're shooting like a left tear, it's like pressure along your uh, your finger pad. Oh, what's the word? Kind of like the palm part where your palm meets your index finger. You know, right at that joint. It's kind of that part is kind of pushing the bow to the right. That's going to cause your left tear. Or maybe you got terrible form somewhere else. Who knows? <clears throat> if you're if you're gripping the bow like Thor's hammer, that'll do it as well. So yeah, I find grip to be really important. Uh, being consistent, everyone has their own tricks. Wrapping the grip was a big one for me. Um, making the grip wider uh, cleaned up a lot of stuff. It ma- also made it so that you know my uh, my arrow rest could sit further away from the riser. Normally, with the way I used to run it. Especially on a Matthews, I would run the side plates. And the side plates, you know, I would torque the bow. If if I closed my eyes and opened them, the bow would be pointing to like 1 o'clock downrange. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Pointing to the right. Um, so I don't, I don't use the side plates anymore. I use the stock grip, wrapped with tape, back bar kicked out a little bit. And what that grip gives me is the ability to shoot a bear shaft down the middle. It holds good. It's something I can work with. It doesn't hinder me at all. It doesn't take anything away from me. So that's what I, I, that's what I'm doing. So I hope that helps you guys, bow hunter guys. I mean, you can gain from that as well. You know, like bow hunter freestyle as a class is really effing cool. It's freestyle with the difficulty level cranked up for sure. I have mad respect for guys that shoot bow hunter. I mean, ultimately, that's where all the freestyle shooters, all, all the old guys at least, that's where they came from. Um, people that still shoot it, my hat's off to you. Like you, that's a competitive class, you know, and it it takes some real personal talent. Anyway, without blowing too much smoke up your guys' asses, I hope that helps you with the grip thing. Um, yeah, like uh, figure it out. Like it's going to be different for everyone. If you naturally don't torque the bow, you're going to be right in there already. You're not going to have any crazy, crazy torque, you know? uh, But if you do, that's how you're going to want to do it. Another message from uh, a listener. I just wanted a message real quick and say thank you for all the info you've been putting out. Last night I shot the best score I've ever shot, 291. I set some PS26s up with 120 in the front, 27 inches long, 3-inch Q2Is, 3 3-inch three Q2Is. I like them a lot. Here's a pick of two 300 rounds on the same face. 285 was my f- first score, and then 291. Thanks again. All right, dude. Well, Way to go, man. That's what I'm talking about. Like You, you change something just a little bit, and then you put it to the test. Is this better? Yes or no? Yes? Cool. We can work on it. We'll go from here. Um, that's awesome. Uh, that's what I want everyone to do. I mean, not tinker needlessly. 
you know? Because if you're beyond the point of tinkering, it's grind time. It's practice and grind time. But if there's something wrong that, you know, the, the arrow's not landing behind the pin or bow's doing something funny or you're doing something funny because of the way the bow's set up, that's what I want. I want you guys to be able to identify that shit and fix it, you know, so we can all concentrate on what's important and get better. Um, let's see. What else do I got? Let's see. I think that's all I got for listener um, listener questions. I had another one in there somewhere that I seem to have lost. I'll get back to you guys on that one. Uh, I apologize for not getting to everything right away. Um Let's see what else is going on. CBH State 450 is coming up. I don't know if you guys have heard me say that already, but the 450 is coming up. I'm going to be shooting it on the 2nd. I'm shooting it at West Coast. So I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping we'll get some uh, some competition going out there. Um, <clears throat> the main thing I'm working on right now, guys, is shooting the 10 spot. Um, that's you know, that's the main thing. I'm trying to get that volume out. Um, I would like to plug Indoor Battle League again. Um, I do find that the way Indoor Battle League is set up, where you got to write, write your name and date on the target on a clean face and then shoot, adds just a little bit of pressure. And it's not it's not like shooting in a tournament, but it's not like shooting yourself either it it does add like a little bit that i really think upcoming events guys i know you guys are going to ask me wendell what are the upcoming events well the first is the cbh state 450 it's going to be held at different events you got to register ahead of time you got to go to that cbh website um somewhere on there it'll say register if you click on indoor it'll say register for the state 450 all right, you guys are going to do that. Everyone should be shooting the State 450. It is a low-pressure tournament. It's a tournament nonetheless. You're going to want to do good. You see where you rank among, Amer- or not America's killers, but among California's killers. It's a big one. So everyone get out there and do that. When you register, you don't pay. You just pick where you're going to be shooting it. You bring your check to the to the shop. All right, you're gonna make it out to CBH, and yeah, hopefully that'll clear up any confusion for anyone. Again, I'm gonna shoot on the second West Coast. Um, it's held everywhere, guys. Whatever your local shop is, most likely has it. If it doesn't, shame, shame on that shop. Other events: Fresno Indoor, the spot. And Impact Archery are having indoor money shoots on the 8th and 9th. Guys, Bay Area Archers, please attend these. All right? It's the 8th and 9th. Christmas is over. New Year's is over. I know you guys are hungry for competition. This is how you get better. You put your feet to the fire. And here's two spots where it's going to be, man. It's in Fresno. I mean, I get it. It's Fresno. All right? It's only three hours away. It's not that far. If you can, you know, control yourself around meth addicts and homeless ladies that will blow you for cat food or whatever. If you can control yourself, 
it is so worth it. All right. I love Fresno. I got friends there. You know, my my buddy Adam lives there. I'm hoping to have a good time. Uh, again, I'm just going for the archery. The you know toothless tweakers. That's for you guys. If you if you need it, you know, go for the archery. Stay for the amphetamines. <laughs> Fresno. <laughs> we invented amphetamines. Anyway, um, so that's the eighth and the ninth. Wilderness is gonna have an indoor shoot, but I believe it's by invite only. There's only like five spots left. So it'll be one that I report on to you guys. Um, but most likely you won't be able to attend because it's it's already kind of filling up. It's gonna be a bloodbath. The wilderness shoot will be a bloodbath. It's gonna be I mean, Austin Watts is gonna go, Mark's gonna go. Those guys are already guys that kind of make me poop in my pants a little bit. So again, uh, you know, I'm not out of the woods yet. I gotta keep working. I'm considering throwing a blade back on my setup just to see what happens. I don't know if it's a waste of time. Maybe I won't do it because it probably is a waste of time. But yeah, uh, is there anything you guys want me to experiment with? I mean, do you guys want me to experiment with the blade and compare it to the to the drop down, drop away, limb driven drop away? I can. If you guys don't care and you already know, I won't. Um, I kind of feel like the bow that I have is set up, and now it's I got to work on me and figure out what I need to do to shoot good. And that's maybe what you guys want too. Maybe you guys want to hear what I find out about how to shoot good. You know, there's something to be said about confidence. That dudes, man, I tell you, uh, Mark Rubio is so confident, it's madness. And, and same thing with my buddy Alan, uh, Alan Burnetta. These guys, they walk, they they exhale confidence. It's nuts. I am nervous. Just stepping onto another, you know, archery store. Just just stepping foot up to the line freaks me out. But these guys are just so like, yeah, you know, fuck it. Let's rock and roll. Send that shit. So um, that's something I'm trying to work on is my confidence. Uh, how? I don't know. I try singing to myself. Kind of helps cut the... Um, the nervousness out a little bit, but, um, you know, you can only sing the same, same country tune in your head over and over again. So we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm reading a book called, um, it's called the mind of a champion, which was the last book my, uh, my coach gave me before he up and committed him, his life to pruning bonsai trees and stuff. So, you know, I'll let you guys know when I get through it. In the meantime, I hope you guys are getting your practice in, getting your licks in where you need it. Um, that 450 is coming up. I'm excited to see who throws down. Uh, I want to see, I want to see a handful of 450s. But then again, you know, I want to see 300s in competition, and I want you guys to know I have not done that this year, and it's nuts because I was looking at the wall at Pacifica Archery because I used to shoot a league there and then I would shoot a league over here also. And I had 300s all over that wall. 
Uh, no more, man. Like, where is that? I got to get my ass in gear. And so, uh, hopefully, it'll be at that 450. That'll be a fun one. That'll be a nice one to put up on the wall. So, uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Oh, oh, okay. So, that grip. Okay, I talked about the grip. The other question. I understand you do not shoot bow hunter class, but your opinions on how to shoot and set up better in bow hunter class would be great. Okay, so if I were going to build a bow hunter setup, it would be exactly like my target bow now. Um, I would pick the longest axle to axle bow I could get. Uh, I would run, I mean, I would basically be the bow I have now with a pin sight with one pin in it. It would be the biggest pin I could get. I know they, I know those pins get big. Um, it would be a dark one, so probably red is what I'm guessing. Um, I would, you know, burn the tip of that fiber so it's huge. Um, you got to shoot short bars, I know, for bow hunter. I think it's got to be under 10 inches from the disconnect. So I probably wouldn't use a front disconnect. Maybe I would. i shoot a shorter bar with a ton of weight. I would shoot tungsten weights if I could because uh, it'll, you know, bring it into that limit. Um, and then everything else, you know, everything, all the little things I do, you know, I try to run a slightly longer D-loop um, so that I don't torque my string with my release hand. Uh, I would torque tune my sight, you know, in and out to see what's the best, torque tune my rest in and out. And then I would set up a triple X, um, just the exact way I have it now and just start punching, punching paper, you know? I mean, that's the best advice I can give you guys because bow hunter is just, uh, that's a, that's a whole different beast. Um, again, mad respect to the bow hunter guys. Ben Hobbs would be a great guy to ask that question to. If I can, next time I see Ben, I'll pick his brain. Tommy Daly too is another guy I would love to pick his brain on on just archery in general. Um, but those guys used to dominate and bow hunter, and they probably know the the real stuff. Again, it's not the best answer for me, but uh, bow hunter freestyle. It's just target archery still with different parameters, you know. Um, maybe one day, one day Wendell will get into it until then <sighs> Wendell's going to keep shooting freestyle talking in the third person. Well guys, that was the episode for you today. Um, you know, I hope, I hope you guys are all doing good. I hope everyone's shooting good. Um, grind out there, grind. If you can try to break shots in the middle, you know, try to be consistent. Don't get hung up. Don't overthink it. Um, don't question your gear unless you know something's wrong. It's it's part of that is being honest. You got to be truly honest with yourself. When you break a shot and it's not in, did you break a good shot or did you break something dumb? If you break something dumb, you really can't blame your gear. You got to just suck it up. I know you want to. Maybe you're going to want to put a click in that site to make yourself feel better, but you know you should just take another shot. Clear your brain and take another shot. Um, 450 again I'm wondering I'll let you guys know if the way I'm practicing is good or not 
I mean, uh, 10 spot is, it's weird. It's weird. I find myself rushing through things. Uh, I'm going to try to slow it down. I'm going to try to listen to music while I'm shooting, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm able to shoot 70 arrows right now in 50 minutes. So I'm definitely getting volume in and I'm just hoping it's, uh, it's the bomb. All right, guys. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, don't don't forget to cook your bat all the way through. All right, no red meat on there, no no blood, no moisture. If you don't kick the, cook that bat all the way through, you might destroy the world. All right, you guys have a good night. Um, big shout out to my friends DMB Custom Coatings. They're on vacation right now. They are not shooting, but I know all they're thinking about is shooting their bows. Uh, there have been some cool Cerakoted bows coming out of them. What do you guys think? My 38. Should I uh, do one solid color? It's black right now. It's plain black. It's murdered black. Um, but I want to do something special. Right after indoor season ends, I was thinking of meeting up with the DB Customs team and maybe masking off some wacky, something wacky that's going to take all day to mask and unmask and and spray. <coughs> if you guys got any ideas, let me know. Um, Carbon Craft Stabilizers, those are the other guys. Uh, I'm going to be down at Impact Archery in two to three, no, three weeks. Um... I'll tell you guys if the uh, supply chain issues is still screwing up the uh, the stabilizer biz, but I got them, so I'll tell you how great they are, okay? That's probably not the best commercial. And then, uh, you know, I'll shill for gold tip now. I'm a gold tip boy, so, uh, you know, like I said before, I'm not going to tell you like I can't feel my legs, but uh, they're good arrows, and uh, my triple X's are the shit. And it's not just a honeymoon phase. I'm I'm pretty stoked on these. It was either going to be these or the gold tip 9.3s that I bring into the next competition. And right now, I'm pretty much thinking it's going to be triple X's. I think I got them flying about the same. Um, I cannot wait. I got my field arrows, my safari arrows for next year on the way. I will tell you guys, I got a huge plan for how I'm going to set those up, sort through them, test them. I'm going to do some ultimate... Uh, Pierce tour building and I'll, I'll walk you guys through the whole thing I know a bunch of you guys are going to say oh it's overthought just put it in the middle just shoot your blah 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 it's a fun thing to do is build badass outdoor arrows and I will definitely do that I think I got a cool thing going here so anyway you all have a wonderful weekend like I said you know cook your pangolin all the way before you uh, start feasting on it